Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Modern Mindset 365 podcast. I'm your host, Mike Glover, and today we're talking about setting goals and achieving greatness. Look, I know uh, if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time, you don't even know what it's about, probably. Uh, we focus our attention on building resiliency and a better outlook mentally, um, which means everything mindset. You know, a lot of people think that you can't build a more resilient or better mindset. Um, you have to have the experience or you have to have uh, the genes per se. But the reality is there are some tactics, there are some techniques that you could lend into your daily routines that will benefit you. Podcasts being one of them. Listening to a podcast and listening to other people's experiences and take on things can give you a better and sharper take on everything mental or mind aptitude based. So hope you guys love this podcast. This podcast as you know, if you're tuning in, again, is not a sponsored podcast. No ads. We do it completely for free. If you're interested in donating to the uh, podcast for better equipment, um, let us know. At Fieldcraft at, on Venmo, you could donate uh, any amount of money that you that you like. We like to start out with $5, but if you want to donate more, donate more if we're providing value for you. Again, that's uh, at Fieldcraft on Venmo. So here's how this episode came about, right? I'm I'm having a sequence of dreams, if you know, uh, kind of my MO. Uh, I'm a big dreamer, meaning I literally dream a lot. Uh, I go into sleep intentionally with a problem and hope to figure it out somewhere along the way. And, you know, when I was dreaming, I was having these sequences of running and in these dream sequences. And, you know, for me, I've always been a pretty healthy guy. In special operations, I was really an endurance athlete. I mean, for a living, uh, as a sniper, uh, as a sniper team sergeant, as a team guy, uh, I took pride in the fact that I could run and gun and literally run and gun. So, you know, being at the time, probably 6'1", 225 pounds uh, in full kit, I could do trail runs, mountain runs uh, in Colorado. Uh, I was known as being a really good rucker, meaning I could ruck ruck with a uh, extended amount of weight, you know, for an extended amount of time uh, for set distances. Like I could do a 12 miler with a 45 pound ruck in about two hours. I could do about the same distance wise uh, in an 18 miler maintaining a 10 minute mile pace in about three hours. So I had the ability to push my thresholds because of the shape that I was physically in. Well, owning a company, living a more sedentary lifestyle, that's not the case anymore. I mean, I do speaking engagements. I do um, more of the um, uh, gym lifestyle, chest and tries, back and buys. And I really just got tired. I just really got tired of feeling bulky, feeling big. I mean, right now I'm about 240 pounds, so I got a big frame, but I'm just tired of feeling that way. When I was on active duty, you know, I was about 225 pounds, and that's light for me, uh, but I was able to run. Uh, I could run uphill at elevation, no problem. Uh, try to do that now, and, and it's not so much the case. So I had these continued dream sequences where I dreamt about running. And, you know, the reality is uh, when I have a dream like that, I feel like it's telling me something, and it's uh, kind of awakening my my soul or my spirit. And I started looking into ultramarathons. An ultra marathon, so you guys know, is anything above 26.2 miles, which is a standard marathon. 
So if you're doing an ultra marathon, typically it's done in 50K, 100K, 50 miles, 100 miles. And it's something that I've always been around. Like I've had peers of mine in special operations who have ran these races and did really well. Now, here's the, here's the deal. I don't think, I know this for a fact now after talking to my coach, Nico, I don't think that I'm going to be highly successful and competitive being the size that I am. I mean, if you look at the, the, the small pool of ultra marathoners and their uh, physical body types, they are skinny guys, um, mostly legs, weighing on average between 130 pounds to 160 pounds on the heavy end, and they're like gazelles. Um, it's funny, it's uh, talking to Coach Nico, uh, who I'll talk about later. Um, he was mentioning like, hey, man, these guys are the guys that well, everybody else was playing football, baseball, um, all the, the main sports. These guys were doing soccer, track and field, running cross country. And so when we all grew up, they went their route, we went our route. And, you know, I have a really heavy set upper body. And so I don't think I'm going to ever be competitive in this space, but I know I have the physical aptitude to be, I don't say competitive, but to be uh, accomplishing uh, these, these set goals of mine. You know, in this, in this podcast, we're talking about setting goals and achieving greatness. I will tell you that um, part of me having these dreams, I woke up and I really missed suffering. And what I mean by that is when I was in the military and special operations, there was always a cycle um, where we would have an off cycle. We usually call that a, a red cycle. Then we have an amber cycle where we are training up for something. And then we have a green cycle where we are actually conducting combat operations. And so in this constant cycle in the military, I was always physically recovering, building myself up, and then executing on the battlefield. And so I had a really good understanding of my body type, of my physical capabilities, and how important that was. But something to go with that and building yourself up is I really got used to breaking myself down. Look, you can't build a muscle without breaking down a muscle, right? The, the intent of uh, working out uh, deliberately is that you're breaking your body down either with your cardiovascular system or your strength uh, and conditioning and a combination of those two. And then you're building yourself up to a higher uh, threshold, and if you're quantifying this, what you should be doing is you're measuring performance and you're going, hey, well, I used to be here. You know, I used to bench this much. Now I bench this much. And as you start to build and develop, you realize that, you know, suffering was part of that equation. That if you didn't suffer, if you didn't have breakthroughs of resiliency, then you wouldn't be in the position that you're in. And so that's important to note and highlight. So I was waking up feeling like I was missing suffering, feeling like I was missing something. And part of that was the process. We'll call it a process. So when you're setting and achieving goals, it's important to understand that you have to set the goal first, right? And what I mean is you just don't need to talk about it. You don't just need to write it down. You need to put something in place. That something in place could be signing up for the military, uh, enrolling in school, um, signing up for this race. So what I decided to do is, 
get off my butt and actually do something about it. You know, if I'm feeling this way, I know that I love and enjoy the process, then I just needed to set the goal. And so I signed up for a 50K, uh, which is going to be May 2nd of this year. Uh, I'm sorry, of 2020. Uh, I don't even know what year or day or week it is. Um, but I'm setting the date, and it's a 50K, which is a 31-plus mile race, which is an ultra marathon. And then I'm backwards planning based off of that set date. That is the most important element in setting a goal is committing, right? When you're committing to something, you're setting it, uh, you're, you're writing it and etching it in stone, and then you have no other option. You know, it's like getting a, uh, when I was in, uh, in the infantry, it's like getting a special forces and assessment and selection uh, course date. Now you know. You're like, oh, you're set to go. 100%, you're going to be getting on a plane or getting on a bus, and you're going to selection. So now what are you going to do about it between now and then? And that's, that's the key. Because without setting the goal, you always have an out. And that's the problem with us, more so than ever before, right? Sometimes uh, in, in recent past, you didn't have the choice. You didn't have the option. Like you, you have to survive. You have to get that job. You have to go to school. But now more so than ever, we're pretty comfortable in American society. So we don't have to put out as much effort as we did in the past. So being that, uh, we get complacent. We get lazy. And so we don't want to set goals because we don't want to be uncomfortable. The, the question now is like, if you're, if you're telling yourself, I don't want to be uncomfortable, then that should tell you a lot about your, your level of complacency and where you're at in your life. Because maybe, maybe you're one of those people, and I know those people, that are just comfortable being who they are and where they're at, at all times. They work their nine to five, they get their weekends off, they go bass fishing on Saturday, they go to church on Sunday, and they start it all over again. They get their one to two weeks of vacation, they go on their hunt, and that's it. Really, really um, set pattern of a blue collar life. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But what I like to uh, remind people is you have so much more capability, you are so much more resilient, and you have so much going for you that you haven't assessed because you haven't taken the risk. And that's the key, right? It's like, are you willing to take a risk? Like, why not take a risk? Why sit on your butt your entire life wondering what you could have been instead of um, instead committing and actually setting a goal and assessing what kind of person you're going to be. You know, uh, a lot of people that I mentor in the military who are trying out for special operations, who want to do, uh, you know, own businesses, whatever it may be, they always ask me, like, hey, what's the first step in that? My, my, my answer always is commit. And what that means is unequivocally commit. That means no outs, never going to quit, um, and you're going to commit to everything you have to do to accomplish that goal. So now I sign up for this 50K, which is May 2nd. And then I ask myself, like, what do I need to do right now to make sure that I'm successful? Well, one, I need the kit. I need the right equipment to ensure that I'm successful. So the first thing I do is I get online and I start looking for coaches. Um, because not only do I need the kit, but before that, I need a mentor. A mentor is super important 
especially when achieve, when trying to achieve greatness. And what I mean by greatness, right? That's very, man, that's a layman's term, man, because it's it's it, it means different things to different people. For me, greatness isn't standing on a podium getting a medal. For me, greatness isn't getting millions and millions of dollars. That that would be nice. Standing on a podium would be nice, but that's not greatness. To me, greatness is the process and the journey getting to where I need to be. Like, to me, greatness is understanding, because I've been there before, what the process looks like, committing to something, and then seeing the entire uh, process through, not skipping, not half-assing, not uh, faking, but committing in truth and then achieving my goal. My goal is to run a 50K and finish within six to eight hours, which is the time allotted um, uh, during that race day. So if I achieve that, then that's greatness to me because I, I, I enjoyed the process. In the process, I got healthy, I got fit, I got more resilient, and I learned a lot about myself and about my capabilities. That, who can, what more can you ask for? I mean, seriously, what more can you ask for in life? That's what life is all about. So I would encourage you to take risk. I would encourage you to set goals and tangibly put them in place, whether that's a contract, whether that's uh, signing up for something, um, take the chance. You know, when I teach firearms instruction, um, I teach all over the United States, mostly on the West Coast. But when I teach and people show up in the morning, they're nervous. And I think about that. It's like, I would be nervous too. I mean, if I showed up to, I assume when I show up to this 50K, I'm going to be nervous. There's going to be people there who are veterans, uh, ultra marathoners, professional ultra marathoners, and there I am. But you know what? I have the courage to show up in the morning. Those men and women who show up to my firearms instructing, uh, instructor courses, they show up and they have the courage to see what they're made of, to assess what they're truly capable of. And we assess that every single course. I run a stress shoot every single course that I, that I teach because I teach the fundamentals. I teach shooting and moving uh, in-depth and laterally. I teach uh, survival basics. And then I teach culmination, which includes a stress shoot where you assess your technical skills, uh, the skills that I taught you that morning, uh, under stress, and then try to validate your own skill sets. That's, that's important. That's very important to do. And having the courage to take that chance uh, and risking something. I mean, it's so funny because, you know, whenever I do things like this, I always think, this can't kill me. Special Forces Assessment and Selection, uh, West Virginia Selection, Ranger School, all these different things, they can't kill you. So what are you scared of? Jumping out of an airplane can kill you. That's scary. Uh, I've been there and done that. (laughs) But... Setting goals, for the most part, uh, don't involve a lot of physical risk. So why not set the goal and try try to achieve greatness? Now, back to the the plan. So I found a mentor. His name's Nico, Coach Nico. Nico is ironically just signed up for the military. He was a professional runner for six to eight years, and he was sponsored, and he did it for a living. And so he literally runs. He literally guns. He literally is going to join the military, and he's the perfect mentor for me. And I'm not above mentors. Uh, people think like, "Oh, Mike, you're getting a mentor." Like I wouldn't expect that. Why wouldn't you expect that? 
I know my limitations. I know what I'm good at and what I'm not good at. What I'm not good at is ultra marathons. What I'm good at is running and gunning. And so when I when I look at my weaknesses, I don't want to I don't want to be crippled crawling through my weaknesses one uh, movement at a time and just trying to get to the surface. I want to talk to the subject matter expert and get all the cheats, all the tips, all the pro tips and make sure uh, ensure my life is a little bit easier. That's why you're listening to this podcast ironically is you're trying to get the pro tips on things that you could implement in your life. Well, pro tip one is find a mentor. Um, so I got Nico and he got me on board. And what's interesting about ultra marathon running is you just can't go out balls to the wall. And what I mean it balls to the wall, that's so weird. What I mean is you just can't go out and say, you know what, I'm just going to start running and that's going to give you a result. That's not how it works. I didn't even know this until I had my first coaching session with him. But what happens is because you're building up a scale um, intentionally, deliberately, um, that's go- that's going to build a, a, a conditioning uh, level and it's going to compound itself, you have to start off slow because you have to get a baseline or a foundation. As you do that... Uh, when you start out running, you have to stay in a zone one below 140 beats per minute, which is walking almost for me. And you have to build up over time. Because remember, a 31 mile, 50 mile, 100 mile run is not a sprint. You're not going to have spurts of energy where you're going to run. Because if you do, if you do sprint, you're going to hurt yourself where you get basically broken off, and then you can't recover from that, and it just compounds itself. It gets worse and worse and worse. It's similar for me to rucking. I mean, the longest I've rucked is 40-plus miles. I did it in 23 hours, and I had you know, 60, 70-pound ruck soaking wet, full of snow, and it was brutal. It was one of the hardest things that I ever did, but I knew if I committed to going all out that I would screw myself um, at a latter time. It's not a matter of if you're going to hit the wall. It's when you're going to hit the wall. And then obviously extending your timeline until you hit that wall is critical in ensuring that you're successful. Because again, it is a marathon, not a sprint. Something else that I noticed is it starts out with very slow, deliberate runs. 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 45 minutes, 45 minutes. And as you start building up, you won't have these spurts of um, gaining all this energy and then unleashing, uh, you know, and putting out max effort. Because again, if you're putting out max effort, you're doing it wrong, right? It's about the pace. In between now, high intensity interval training and all these different things, you could do that. So what I did was I got with him, uh, Nico, and, and we lined out a training plan. That training plan I set day by day. And so I have a nutritional guideline for me. It's eat whole foods. I don't, I don't necessarily track my calories, track my protein intake. You know what I do? I eat whole foods and I eat healthy. I don't eat crap. And so for me, I don't have to really look at nutrition on my off time when I'm not training. Now, when I'm training, it's different. There's a different consideration there because fuel and carbohydrates, amino acids, uh, fat, fat, et cetera, is very important during the, 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 the actual run. 
Um, there's off, there's uh, pre-loading of carbohydrates, there's the actual event, and there's post. But when I'm just doing my thing, I don't have to concentrate on that. Now, um, nutrition is a portion of it. So I line out my nutritional plan, I line out my physical fitness plan, I line out my sleep schedule, and then I have a week-by-week feedback loop where I'm talking and communicating to my coach, and I'm lining out my weaknesses or I'm lining out my deficiencies, and he's keeping me, you know, in the lane, left, left and right limits. He's keeping me in my lane. So as I start to build up, like, I mean, today I did my first run, 30 minutes at a 140 and below beats per minute, zone one fat, like a fat burning zone. I don't even know if it's a fat burning zone. It's like a cardio, just a cardio zone, super slow, almost painfully slow. It's like a shove, like a, a shuffle, like an airborne shuffle. And when I'm doing an airborne shuffle, that's more painful than, than sprinting it out, but I have to condition myself, including my feet, including my body. Uh, my thighs, I mean, my, I have thunder thighs. They're ginormous. So my thighs are going to rub together. I have to start conditioning just silly stuff like thighs rubbing together, chafing in my armpits and my nipples. Like those kind of considerations are very important because the, the, the greatness lies in the details. If you want to achieve greatness, you have to pay attention consciously to the details. And that's what I love about this process. So now I'm on this schedule. So now I have a nutritional plan. And it all is backwards planned off the date in which I'm going to, to do the event. So now my set date's May 2nd. And now I have to backwards plan. Two weeks out, I need to be recovering. Because I can't be working up to the event and then be weak and fragile. I have to be strong. So I have to give my body time to recover. And then I, I'm peaking out, but I'm, I'm going through these ebbs and flows through this training process, getting to the point in which I'm um, go, going to do the race. I'm also testing and evaluating equipment all along the, the route. So I ran today. I ran with my vest on. I, di- I did the uh, body glide. And so I'm teeing equipment that works for me because not all equipment, not all nutritional supplements uh, work the same for different physiques and body types. Um, it's interesting to me that there is no universal universality in this, but the great thing is when you implement all these inputs into your training regime, you start to realize through training what deficiencies you have, what works and what doesn't work. And that's the key to, um, shaping this perfection that is going to have the best and most likelihood of achieving greatness. And that's how you do it. Now, now I'm using nutrition. I'm using physical inputs. Um, I'm using data. But when you're setting a goal, no matter what that goal is, the recipe remains the same. It's you set the goal, you backwards plan off the goal, and then you start to break down. One, there's a research phase. There's a phase in which you start to do as much research as possible. And I get that the most. I get young men and women messaging me, asking me for advice about special operations, about business, and that's good. That's why I answer all those messages because I know they're in the research phase. They're doing the due diligence to ensure they have the highest likelihood of success. And that's, that's critical. If you don't do that and you just think, well, I'll just show up on race day and I'll be successful, or I'll just show up um, when the report date is and I'll be successful, 
you probably won't. I'm not saying you 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 100% indefinitely won't, but I'm but I'm saying you probably won't. You have to do I mean, when I when I uh, where I learned this process is in special operations where I started seeing in these selections that they weren't just evaluating you on what you were doing that day. But Every single event you did, they were evaluating what you prepared and how you prepared leading up to that day. Because if you failed an event, it was because you didn't prepare. Um, it's not things that superheroes do. We're talking rucking, running, aptitude test, etc. So it's not unachievable. But if you prepared on your own with no guidance, and then you came and you executed, then you're successful. Uh, I remember showing up to uh, uh, my contract job. I, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet. Uh, Sean, I'm doing a podcast with Sean Ryan, Vigilance Elite, soon, and I'll let everybody know what I used to do. But I used to be a government contractor, and when I showed up, we had this thing called vetting. And during this vetting process, we get vetted, and we go through all these tests and evaluations. And I remember one of my instructors handing me night vision on a helmet and handing me a laser. And I said, uh, are you guys, uh, can I go zero this stuff? And he said, yeah. And one of the other guys said, hey, are you guys going to train us on this? And he turned to the student or to the guy who was getting vetted and said, listen, we're here to validate your resume. There is no training. There's only execution. And that's huge. It's like, whoa, that makes sense for most things in life. When you show up, you better be prepared. If you're not prepared, you'll fail. Uh, that's, that's why I'm so passionate about this process in survival. Because if you prepare by doing things like training, uh, by carrying a concealed carry pistol, by carrying a tourniquet, by having a go bag, by having the right vehicle, by having your home outfitted for, for uh, sustaining survival, then you have nothing to worry about because you're prepared. So when things do happen... You don't have to worry and be anxious and be paranoid because you know you're ready. And so take this whole adventure with me, which you could, you could track on social media at mike.a.glover, and be part of that experience because that process and preparation is how I do everything, whether it's survival, defensive driving, uh, offensive tactics, and, and running a 50K. It's all the same. And again... I love it because I miss the I miss the suck, I miss the the feeling of pain and feeling like I earned something. You know, when I was in the military, I mean, man, that's it. Almost sounds really messed up mentally to say that, but it's part of the culture that I belong to. Where when you went to sleep, you looked at your peers left and right, and they all bedded down, and you went, "We earned this sleep." Like we just came back off a 24-hour up, and we were conducting combat operations, and we were doing all this stuff, and the sleep that we're bedding down to get rest for, we earn that. That hot shower, that chow, all the things that we, we uh, take for granted in this life now, in my former life, we knew that we were earning it. And so the question is, do you feel like you've earned it? Uh, are, are you so entitled that you can't earn it? We live such a complacent and sedentary life. Why not earn it? 
why not set a goal? Why not achieve greatness and earn something in this life? Hey guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. This is the Modern Mindset 365 podcast. No ads. Um, Look, I love talking about this stuff because it's all stuff that relates to my life and I hope you guys get value or benefit out of this. It's a conversation. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Uh, If you're listening to this and you made it all the way through the podcast, it's because you like uh, hearing what I have to say and I appreciate that. That's, That's really what I live for. As a former Special Forces Sergeant Major who mentored a whole bunch of soldiers in special operations and the regular army coming out of that and having the ability to lead and give you a take uh, to guide you through some challenges that in your life and mindset and physical fitness, et cetera, uh, that's super important for me living a purpose-driven life. I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope you have a good day. Thanks, guys.